What's up, everyone, and welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My name is Nick Clark, and I'm your host for today's show. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop based out of Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the inspirational people and the inspirational stories so that you can connect to your center and go out and live a more purposeful and passionate life. That's a heck of a deal, don't you think? Well, welcome to the show, everyone. And today we have an amazing guest, a great dear friend of mine, and a teacher of Spotted Dog Yoga ends up with us, Jennifer Vicari Cox. What's up, Jennifer? Hello. How are you? So good. So good to see you and to see you in the studio with little bits of action happening behind I you. I know. It's funny. I'm not usually in the studio at this time of day. It makes me miss it. I might have to switch some things up. You might have to. It's a good energy any time of day, that's for sure. What And uh, for the viewers and listeners that don't know you, how long have you been coming to Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup? I have been coming to Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup for nine years. Nine fantastic years. Nine fantastic years, that's right. And actually, even before um, we opened, we knew Jen yeah. and Ed. And they've been a part of our family forever. I just was thinking about the other day when we opened um, the mad rush to get all of the things hung and all of the things ready to open on that night Painted. so that we could open ah. for New Year's. Remember that? Yeah, that was great. And it all yeah. happened with the, with the community that you built. So it was wonderful. Yeah, it was a cool experience. I remember um, our whole living room, and we lived in a condo at that time. Our whole living room had like the bat, the tiles for the bathroom and spotted dog yoga, and it had like all the like the clothing racks that you see behind there were in our garage, and like everything was like piled into our house. We had hardly anywhere to move, and then we finally got the permit passed, and I mean, there's a whole story around that or whatever. But there was then a whole like, story around the permit. Yeah. I yeah. That. Right. But then finally we got the permit and we had two days to get all the stuff in and people like you, Jen and Ed and amazing people all over helped us get it in and get it started. It was so awesome. Yeah. Um, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, thank, thank you so much for always being a part of our studio and for everything that we do. It's amazing having you there. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. Believe me. And who knew? I never even thought I was going to teach yoga, and here I am nine years later. <laughs> it's been fantastic. At 5.30 in the morning, no doubt. Well, it's one of those things, Jen, that you um, do just as a person, who you are as a person, is that when you decide to do something and when you commit to do something, you stick with it. I um, I use the word stick to I don't know if that's a word, but it's maybe Not one sure. that I made <laughs> up or her barren makeup. <laughs> stick to um, okay. So let's talk about your stick to What is it that helps you keep going and stick with the things that you commit to for a long period of time? Yeah. Um, I think for, I mean, for one, I'm a creature of habit, which, you know, is a good thing and can be a bad thing. But in this case with yoga, it's a great thing. And um, I just feel so good when I come and I know when I don't come, that my day does not turn out the way that I think it's going to go. Um, I always wonder about that. You know, you, you come to yoga and, and I practice in the morning and I teach in the morning. So I leave and, you know, I'm off for my day. But on the days that I don't come in the morning, which is rare, um, my whole day goes south and I think, what the heck went wrong? But it's me. I didn't go to yoga. So 
yeah, I'm grateful. I have to stick to it. I like my routine. It's a good routine to have. What would you say that it is about yoga that it, what does it do for you to help smooth out those ripples in a day where it might go, go south? Like how do you, how does yoga actually help? Well, um, I think for me, uh, the breath. And one thing that I've learned is you can always come back to your breath. You can start again. And it's been so helpful because, um, you know, you just, you think it's all over. If something goes south, you think it's over and you don't have the tools to come back into play or center yourself. And I feel like with Baptiste Yoga, that has given me that guide to be able to do that. Um, also, like thinking before you speak, like take a breath, think about what you're going to say before you say it. it could be very helpful with relationships and clients and everything else, you know, but um, that's really, really been a big thing for me to really think about what I'm doing, think about what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Before yoga, what, what were you like before you had the tools that you were, that you've learned through this practice? Probably more reactionary. I would react to a situation and then speak to it instead of actually thinking about it. And, you know, usually when you do that, things don't come out the way that you are intending them to come out. And so you end up saying things that you don't want to say or you didn't mean to say, but the thing of it is, is that you said it. So if you do think about what you're going to say before you say it and maybe take your time, get your breath together, ground down your feet. Um, it, it makes a big difference. And I think that for myself and the people around me, I think that they've noticed a big, big difference when it comes to that. Yeah, totally. It's a, a lot of what you're talking about too, is your ability to listen. And I know that's something that you are phenomenal at. You're a phenomenal listener. Anytime I'm around you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just spewed all that on her. But then you are like a person who is there, um, to listen if I need somebody to listen to me. And um, yeah, so how important has listening been for you in communication with people? And is that something that's been, you've always had this innate ability to listen or is it something that's kind of been refined over time? I would say more refined over time. Um, <clears throat> I, gosh, um, let me think about what I want. Let me think about what I want to say here. Uh, I think it's interesting when you learn that skill and you actually listen to what someone's telling you and you're not off to the next thing. A lot of times we're talking and we're already thinking about something else and you're not even giving that person your full attention. And another thing you can do is like, um, you know, be talking to someone and then listening and then throwing in your two cents. That's a whole nother thing that you notice when people do it. And a lot of people do it. And I'm sure I do it still. It's certainly not my intention and I really work on it, but um, it's important to listen to what someone has to tell you and not what you need to tell them. Are you saying like um, in some ways, like get someone giving advice? Yeah. Like if you, if I ask you how your day was and you said, oh, my day was great. And I did this and hung out here and played with Owen and, then I jump in and say, oh, well, I did this and blah, 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 blah. Like not really listening to what you're saying. And I think that um, that's a skill. It's definitely a skill. 
And you can learn that with your breath again. For me, that's a challenge. That's something that I'm constantly working on is taking the, the time to action my feet, get in my body, take a few breaths what, before just saying something. You know, and when I say something after I'm grounded and I've actually heard what somebody else is saying to me, then I can use my words to make a bigger impact. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes I would even just be having a conversation with someone and be thinking about what my response is going to be. And we're not even done talking about the question, but I'm already on to the next thing. So um, that it's, it's valuable when you can slow it down. And um, that's been really good for me. Slow it down, slow people. Slow it down. How in the world are we going to get it so that more people start to slow it down? I mean, I feel like in the world right now that we live in, there's this high pace intensity. Do you feel like that too? Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, people have slowed it down a little bit. Um, I think they're spending more times with time with their family and their friends and trying to um, connect with people. Uh, I know that like before COVID, it felt like everybody was moving at the speed of sound and then everybody kind of slowed down and then, you know, you start to rev it up again. But I think it's important to, um, you know, really, really slow it down. You know, you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to do everything. And you're not even good when you do everything anyway. So, you know. Slow it down. <laughs> yeah, what is it that we talk about in our trainings that uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast? That's right. Something That's right. like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, would you mind sharing with the guests on our show what it is that you do other than teach yoga for your profession, Jennifer? Sure. Sure. I work for Fidelity National Title. It's a title insurance company that um, I've been with for 27 years. So I'm in sales. Yeah, it is amazing. I still can't believe I've been there for 27 years, but I'm so fortunate to work with some amazing people for the best company, the best bosses. And um, yeah, I'm grateful. I connect with realtors and lenders and um, show them our products and services and hope to connect them with an escrow team so that we can do their transactions. So it's, it's sales basically, but in reality, we're both building relationships because all our, all our clients become our friends. You know, we work with some amazing people in this industry and created some really good friendships. So, yeah. So day to day I'm out, I'm in my office, I'm calling on realtors, calling on lenders, helping them solve problems. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> yes, you are. You're a problem solver. And then, um, well, what are some other, just curious, what are some other words that you would use to describe yourself? Uh, I would be a listener. I would be a communicator. I would be a friend. Um, I don't know. Make you laugh. I'm sure. <laughs> You definitely are um, all of those things you said, and I'm glad that you brought them up. I would even put out there a connector, you know, mm -hmm. like a community connector. You're the kind of person that when you come, if you see Jen in the studio or you go take one of her classes, she is like talking to someone or linking somebody else up to talk with somebody else. Um, can you talk about how 
connecting people and creating community has been valuable for you as a leader? Yeah. Um, gosh, you know, when you know something is really, really great, like coming here and practicing yoga at Spotted Dog, you want to share that with everyone. You want everybody to have a little piece of that. And I remember when I started a long time ago, it was probably before I was in teacher training. And before I was teaching, I had a, a gal I work with at Fidelity. She's like, gosh, something's different about you. You know, I want some of that. And so we got her in and, and she practiced for a long time. And then she unfortunately moved out of the area, but um, she wanted a piece of that. And I, I like to share that because I think, you know, we all go through the same things. We all have feelings. We all um, have things we want to work on. And if you can connect to different people that are like-minded, you grow. And I think that's kind of what we've done here. I totally think so too. And would you say that majority of people are like-minded, but that you have to take the time to listen to figure out what it is that you have in common with people? Yes. I mean, that's a process. And I think you really have to, you owe it to the person in front of you to really find something that you can connect with and um, they can connect with you and um, it can change their life and yours. You know, sometimes you think you can't connect with certain people or you have some sort of a battle and uh, you can't move past it. And, you know, if you really stick to it and you really work with the person and yourself because there's two parts of it there's what are you playing in it and then what is the other person playing in it and if you can come together and figure out what that is then you can like create this relationship of like-mindedness something and um you know i think everybody's better for it if that made sense i don't know <laughs> might not have i was rambling on to me, you always make sense, Jen, just to let you know. I know I've had quite a few times when you said, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm like, it, I know. It does. You totally make long, sense to me. Long conversations over all these years. Yeah. I was thinking about one time we did a podcast or did some videos on back on the back couch, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's evolved so much since then. I'm like, I actually feel like I'm way more comfortable doing this. And obviously you are too. Yeah. It's like one of those things you kind of naturally learn, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. You know what I think we're touching on right now, and I want to just keep going down the path because it is a great conversation, is something that I think is missing a lot in the world. And um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of angry people, there's a lot of horrible things that are happening in the world, you know. But then when it comes down to the core of things, I really believe that we all have something in common people have every something in common it's like nom the word namaste right the light in me bows to the light in you like we all have something in common and i just wonder like what is it going to take for people to be able to look past each other's differences and to be able to create a connection and find something similar so that we can get rid of the division that is out there and hopefully move towards a place where there's more peace and less war, et cetera. What is your take on that? Well, that's a big, big, big statement there. Um, you know, I think you can start small and I think that you can, you know, change someone's life by just saying hello. You know, we walk around and people are on their phones. They don't look up. 
you know, I, I walk my dogs every day or my one dog. And literally there's people that are just walking on their phones, having their dog. They're not looking around. They're not looking where they're going. And, you know, they're oblivious to kind of what's around you. Um, and that's, I mean, I'm kind of segueing into that, but I do think it starts with you. And I think that you can make a difference in your, your own community or your own family. And hopefully that just spreads off, you know, out into the world. Um, the listening, uh, the listening is big. The communication is big. You know, if you don't have communication with people, you really don't have a lot. You know, you, you can't come from a place of understanding what they're going through if you're not listening to them, you know? Yeah, totally. I think by listening to people, we open up a whole new access point and a whole new um, opportunity to make a bigger difference for people. You know, there's a lot of people I think all they want to do, all they want is to have someone to listen to them. And they might not even realize that they want somebody to listen to them, but maybe this is something that they need and they're not used to or something like that, you know, or, or they think they're so much different than you and you find commonalities and, and you're not really that much different, you know? And I think that sometimes people don't even give people the chance, which is sad. You know, we don't all look the same. We don't all come in a box that looks like this. We're all different people. But I think at the end of the day, we all kind of have the same goals. You want someone to listen to you. You want someone to care about you. You want to um, communicate with people and be happy. That's really, at the end of the day, that's what you want. Help yeah. You. you know, it's funny. My dad, he always, he's really dad. awesome. He always has some yeah. interesting things to say, but he was talking about politics. And I don't ever really talk about politics on this podcast, but I think that the point gets put, a, will be given in a way that makes sense to everybody. But he said, you know, I think that a lot of the reason that there's so much division in the political realm in the United States right now is because and what happened in the old days is that people would fly to DC. They didn't all have their own personal jets. They didn't have the ability to get home in an hour to wherever they lived in the United States. They actually had to be there for a week or two weeks and they had to be around each other and they had to, in a way, be forced to create a community and to listen to other people and what their opinions were. And so they were able to communicate, you know, even though they had different opinions and whatnot, they were able to communicate in a way that they felt good about and in a way where they felt heard on both sides, where nowadays, like they go in for a meeting Jen. on their private flame and then they're out, you know, and then they get on, you know, you know, news channels or social media and bash each other. And there's this like division created because there's no place of community that's been created. And that's true. That's true. Yeah. He's pretty smart. <laughs> he's he a pretty smart dude. Well, I do think that's what one of the biggest things that spotted dog yoga has to offer is the ability to come in and connect with a great community of people who are committed to seeing you for who you are, listening to you and giving you the space to share or not share if you want to, but to be a part of some things um, that is based off of a methodology. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Baptiste Yoga's methodology is so powerful and that's what Spotted Dog Yoga has been created from. The first organizing principle of Baptiste Yoga is be intentional in creating the physical foundation of the pose and being up to something bigger than yourself. How is that? specific piece of methodology made a difference for you? 
Yeah, you know, I say that all the time, and that that's a big one, and that does make a difference. Um, every time you do a pose, every time you step into the room, um, you know, there's days when you come to yoga and you just kind of here I am, and you're just blah, you know, you're not really into it, but when you really are creating your physical foundation, starting with your feet, you're grounded. And if you can ground yourself down and then create the pose, make an adjustment here and there that will, you know, expand the pose. Um, it's amazing how that works. You know, it's amazing how you feel. Um, some days are different than others, you know, but um, we were talking about this earlier about modifying and doing different things. And you know, you, you can do all of that in a modification, um, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, all of us here help people get into modifications and help them with their poses. But I really think when you ground down with your feet and you're creating that foundation, you are up to something bigger than yourself because, you know, you are creating this pose, especially for you. No one does that pose like you do. It's yours. And, you know, you can always reach more, you can always extend more, you can, you know, soften up a little bit, but um, you start with that foundation and, and you're good to go. Yeah. And when you create a solid yoga pose from like what you're saying, making adjustments and creating it to be your own and you're up to something bigger, how does it translate into everyday life? Well, I think that, you know, for me, I used to always say no you know, no, I can't do that. No, I can't, can't do wheel or I can't do whatever, you know, and being up to something bigger is actually being a yes for myself. Um, we say these words all the time, but it's true. You know, you, if you say yes, like right off the bat, instead of saying no, you're up to something bigger. You're challenging yourself. You're giving yourself an opportunity to do something that you may be able to do. And you, you're so busy saying no, that, you know, you don't even know. So it's always, it's always exciting when somebody, you know, hasn't done something and then they try it because they really feel like they can be up to something bigger. That, that feeling, I, I just can't even explain how it feels when you're teaching and you're watching them and you know, they've been working on it and nothing better than that. Would you say that's the reason that you continue to teach and practice so much? 100%. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, there's people in the studio from, you know, 15 to 75 and, you know, any age you can do what you want to do. You just work towards that goal, put your attention on it and move towards it instead of going away from it. And, um, it's always, it lights me up when I see people do things or they try it and then they kind of shock themselves a little bit and they're so excited. I mean, I'm literally like, screamed in class because I was so excited that somebody did something which is probably not the right thing to do but you know <laughs> you know I mean you know I mean you just know it you know when they're working on it I think I don't know you probably were with me the first time I did wheel and I thought I was going to lose my mind you know I this, this was the greatest thing on earth and I had been do I did it when I was younger and now I'm like well I can't do that of course you can't so yeah I love seeing people come in I love see people, seeing people just trying, you know, it's not about what it looks like. It's not about, you know, any of that stuff. Cause they're looking around and they're seeing everybody do these things, but it's about just showing up on your mat and like taking a stand for yourself. Like I've got this, I'm going to do this no matter what it looks like. 
because let me tell you, that's what happened to me today. <laughs> no matter what it looks like, that's what I was doing. So, yeah. Was there a specific pose or something today that was giving you a, a headache or that just wasn't uh, feeling good? No, I just, you know, I was rear-ended a couple of times. So my back is not always the best. It doesn't always want to cooperate with me. So, yeah. you know, today was one of the days it wasn't cooperating and I felt that frustration come up and then I realized, hey, let me take a breath. Let me do something different. You know, let me make an adjustment. Let me modify. So I made it through. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> no, I don't worry about that at all with you. Not one little bit. And <laughs> you know, um, quite frankly, I'm just so confident in you as a person. I just feel so good about what it is that you're doing for the world. Um, and we're so grateful to have you as a student and as a teacher of our studio, as a leader to help people you know, get to a yeah. place where they can do that for themselves. I love it. Yeah. Well, I guess we should really thank Owen for deciding to make his entrance that threw me into the morning teaching and I just never left. So thank you, Owen. Let's talk about that. Cause I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Owen made an entrance. Oh, I see. He was born, he was born the big entrance. <laughs> and then that's how you started teaching early morning yoga. Yeah. Katie was oh. like, you're on, you can just, you can do it. So I did. Yeah. Wow. Did you used to not wake up as early or did you, what was your routine before? Uh, I, I mean, I got up fairly early, but no, this, this was a bigger step for me because when I leave here, then I go home and walk the dog and then I go on my day. So I made myself this routine. So it's, it's what I do on the daily. And what do you um, do in the nightly? What time do you get to bed? Uh, pretty early eight o'clock. As a matter of fact, the people on request line on Thursday mornings, they all know that everything has to be in by eight o'clock because I'm out. So yeah. for texting, I got a song, I got a song, I got it. So yeah. Yeah. That, well, Good request class. line is awesome for all you that don't know or haven't been. It's on Thursday morning and um, it's Spotted Dog Yoga and you request a song and Jennifer plays it for you. And um, you have to have your requests in by eight o'clock or else they're not going to get put in, right? <laughs> not going to happen. No, unless by chance I get it early in the morning and I can throw it in there, but I like to be prepared. So yeah, I got them trained. Well, yeah. You know, one thing I do remember is really cool um, was when we had the opportunity to go down to do Baron Baptiste level three down in Monterey mm -hmm. at uh, Asilomar. That was, that was neat. great. Yeah, I feel like you and I got some serious quality time on that trip, we which sure was really fun. Did. And it was right it was right before COVID, huh? Uh-huh. It was right before COVID. I um it, yeah, it was so cool because the gal that I room with, um, I already had done level one and level two with her and we had no idea we'd room because you know, you don't know who you're gonna room with when you go to these programs. But um it was amazing. And a lot of people that I had already done level one and level two were there and we reconnected and yeah, we still connect, which is great, even though they're all the way on the East Coast. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Well, and um, maybe people don't know that either, but if you're just learning about Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup, we are a Baptiste Yoga affiliate, which means that we're an official Baptiste Yoga studio, and there's quite a few, few of them across the world. And um, we've done a lot of trainings with a lot of really amazing people, and I'm just like... You have community on a smaller level at Spotted Dog, but then also that we are committed to a bigger community and a global community that's working from the same methodology. So, you know, when Jennifer, when she's in there working hard and teaching early morning at Spotted Dog Yoga on the West Coast, you've got, 
you know, someone on the East coast that's doing the exact same thing, speaking, speaking a similar language and, um, you know, really putting, putting out the good word for people so they can go out and live a happier, healthier life. Yes, for Um, sure. Well, a few more things before we wrap it up, Jen, I, um, I would love to know about my buddy, Ed. I've been thinking about him. Ed is, Ed is such an awesome guy. You all, we were talking about like just little things that Ed or that people did are to get the studio started. Ed is Jennifer's husband. How long have you two been married? 21 years in October. Holy moly. That's so great. Good for you. 21 years. I know he's uh, pretty wonderful. He kind of just does it all, but 21 years, long time. <laughs> 21 years. I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should be proud of that. What has been important for you and Ed in order to maintain your relationship and to continue to grow your relationship over time for 21 years? Um, I, you know, for Ed and I, we met, we were friends and it just blossomed into a relationship, which was wonderful. He actually works for a Fidelity national title as well. So I'm, I'm fortunate to my company who introduced me to my husband, which is wonderful. Um, but I think that, you know, we try to communicate all the time. We spend a lot of time together. Um, we love our dog and hang out with her quite a bit and paddleboard and um, Ed's big into his razor. So he likes to take his razor out and we go riding. And um, I think it's important as we grow older and get into a different phase of our lives that we spend the time together, find things, not only that, you know, to do things on our own, because I think that's great too, but um, to do things together and find things that we like to do together. So that's been fun kind of exploring that. I'm trying to get him to play pickleball. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Is that something you have a passion for pickleball? I'm not sure if it's passion, (laughs) but I play tennis. I want to try it. Yeah. Glenn, um, who teaches here, you know, of course he's like, I got to get job there. So he's going to show me the ropes. I can play tennis. Hopefully I could do it. Who knows? We'll see. But Ed will beat me no matter what. So that's, we'll get that clear and out there. He will take me down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I just a few things that Ed has done that I want to mention in the um, podcast that I just remember off the top of my head. He has, um, for all you who have attempted to do headstands or handstands against the wall, Ed has fixed dents in the drywall so that you wouldn't even know that they're there. He's done that. He also helped us put a hitch on the back of the van so that we could haul around our stand-up paddleboard on the back of the van and the and then in the very back of the studio there's an area where there wasn't shelves and he put in shelves i mean the the guy is just like mr giving he's so amazing and so are you um but i just want to acknowledge ed and i miss him so much i haven't seen him in a really long time so hopefully we have a chance to connect sometime soon but yeah please give my best to him i sure will yeah Uh, final note jennifer vicari cox what would you say to people out there who have a hard time sticking with it, not just yoga, but anything in life, how, what would you say to them to keep them going and stay consistent like you do with everything that you do in your life? Well, I want the feeling that I get when I am consistent. So it's a feeling that you have inside of you, but I will say, um, you know, start again. Like, so you went two days in a row 
and you didn't make it the third day or make your goal. I'm going to go three days a week and then make that happen. Maybe you miss a day, but just keep going. You know, you don't have to start, you know, completely over. You just have the opportunity to begin again. And, you know, I think that a lot of times people think, well, I just went and now I'm not going to go, or I went last week twice. Now I can't make it this week. So I'm done. But that's not, that's not really the mindset. You know, it's like, start again. You can start again at any time. So I think that's really important. And if you keep that going with yoga, with your relationships, um, you know, with your work, just start again. You know, I do <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's like, every, it really is like every breath people mm -hmm. got to get this every breath is an opportunity to begin again it is yep. because every breath is a brand new moment and um, jen thank you for exemplifying what it means to stick with something and to thank you so much for being such a huge leader in our community and for doing the work on and off of your yoga mat like i said earlier thank we're you. super grateful for you and everything that you do and um gosh, there's, I feel like when you start over like you do, and like I do every morning, there's mm -hmm. such a great opportunity to continue to be a beginner and to continue to learn. And yeah, you know, it's like, I, so, like, sometimes I want to ask people like, what's next for you? But you know, like, I think that just kind of comes naturally. If you're the kind of person that just has a beginner's mindset, you ultimately learn what's next, what's best. And then you move in that direction. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Thanksgiving morning, eight o'clock. Come see me. Oh yeah. Some Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving yoga. class. You betcha. Yeah. Come check it out before you have the turkey. Come to yoga. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome and perfect. That's amazing. We'll probably, we will probably do that virtually from Idaho. I expect it. Yeah. Dang right. I'm looking forward to it, Jen. Okay. Good. All right. Hey, well, everyone, thank you so much for joining Jen and I for this episode of Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and SUP based out of Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the inspirational people and inspirational stories so that you can connect to your center and live a ha happier and healthier life. Jennifer Cox, you've been one of those people today. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to see you. And uh, everyone, take care and share this with your friends. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> share it. Share it. Don't hold it all into yourself. Share no, it with your you gotta people. you got to share the good stuff. Yeah. All right. See you all.